talking. And we are live. I am here with Jim from the Jim the Podcast Sherpa. Introduce yourself. Hello there out there in Podcastia. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa. Hello, Chris. Thank you for being on my show today. I'm actually a little nervous because this is the first podcast I've actually made an appearance on. You know what? That's an exclusive that I must put at the very top of the show notes for this one. Um, this <laughs> this is your first this is your first guest spot ever. First wow. time ever. Wow. So now we get to dig and find out a little bit about the Sherpa. We should we we feel blessed here on this platform to have you as a guest. So when did you start podcasting? Okay, I started actually around the same time that you did, in last April of 2019, and I think I've done almost close to, I think I'm around like 40 or so shows right now. So I'm coming into like to the end of my second season, what I call anyway. How did you come up with your release schedule? Um, I just figured once a week was good, you know, for now, and we'll... It's it's got to build up too. We want more people, more listeners. So, yeah, I think if we get a lot more and there's a little more clamoring for the Sherpa, then we'll throw out an extra show in a week. I'm actually branching out into another topic within the podcast called the Sherpa Screening Room, where I've gotten introduced to some people who are in the entertainment field and they're doing movies or TV and stuff like that. And I couldn't really talk to them about podcasts. So they were more like entertainment related. So there's like two different types of podcasts that a person could hear with when they turn into too many podcasts. Hmm. You don't want to do a spinoff. You just want to put it as a umbrella underneath. Yeah. For now it's kind of like a sub episode. Okay. It's, it's like a, a spinoff, so to speak. Right. Okay. Right. But there is a second. There is a second episode. Uh, I'm sorry. There is a second podcast that I do called The Expert Factory that just started recently, and that's just uh, a lot of guests who are experts in their field providing advice to people for you know for living their lives. So I have like very little to do with it. I talk in the beginning. I talk in the end. So if people don't want to hear my voice, they're like, okay, good. He won't be here for a while. <laughs> I get you. I get you. So what made you want to be a podcast Sherpa? Well, I think, you know, I was always into music, listening to a lot of different kinds of music. And we were actually having this discussion earlier. As I've gotten older, I think like my tastes have gotten a little more limited. And I, I mean, I like listening to some new stuff, but there's not as much that I can get excited about. So... I actually saw this thing on on my phone about podcasts. I was like, what is it? I've heard it mentioned. I never really understood what it was. And I just picked a couple of random shows, like what what would I probably be interested in and started subscribing. And then it kind of came to me like, I could do this. And But I was like, you can't really do a podcast about music if you're going to feature the music because there's a lot of licensing and it gets a little tricky and expensive and legal. So I said, all right, let's just do a podcast about podcasts. So we arrived at it. Okay. Somebody might call it podception, uh, like, like Christopher Nolan's inception. They call it podception. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how many podcasts do you listen to in a, let's say a given day? In a day I can listen to, 
I have a short attention span, so the, the maximum length of a podcast that I'll listen to will maybe be like an hour to an hour and a half. So in like an eight-hour day, I can listen to about 10 to 12 podcasts sometimes. Wow. So do you have like a, a – do you have it marked out in, on a sheet of paper, maybe a, a file on your computer where you have, okay, so this, this one goes in the lifestyle, this one goes in the sports, this one goes into – true crime this goes into travel like do you have a do you have it sorted out in such a way that it's easy for you to sort of pick and choose access stuff like that uh no not really i just kind of throw them all together onto a playlist and whatever's next is next and just kind of take it from there oh okay okay so it's more of a, it's more like a freestyle I don't want to say loosey goosey, but <laughs> it's a good choice. That's okay, Chris. There's, there's more of there's more of a free form flow to it. We'll go with yeah, that. Yeah, the loosey goosey playlist. That's what we're calling it. <laughs> Thank you, Alex Rodriguez. Thank you. Yeah, it, I mean, I don't have a problem going from Conan O'Brien needs a friend into be wealthy and smart into uh, Daniel and Jorge explain the universe. You know, it's <laughs> there, there's no rhyme or reason to that, but it's like, well, it's next. Okay, that's why it fits. Gotcha. So, do you have a um, do you have a favorite genre you like listening to? Um, I guess you know I, I I like trivia. I've always been a big trivia buff, and of course, you know, I, sometimes with trivia buffs, they know all the things that nobody really needs to hear about. So, <laughs> so uh, like I like like stuff you should know covers a lot of stuff like that, and the entertainment ones are always very good too. They're the, the people that, that I listen to, like Gilbert Gottfried and Conan O'Brien, even Ron Burgundy, they all have like their little niches that, that tie into showbiz like one way or the other. Those are a lot of fun to listen to. Okay. Hmm. So you say 10, you, you can hammer out about 10 to 12 in a day. Yeah. Uh, do you rate them all after you've heard them or do you just, you're just listening for your own personal? Yeah. I mean, it's instead of listening to an album, I guess, you know, that's, that's the music of the day. Oh, okay. Okay. So you see it. Okay. It's, it's, so it's almost sort of like watching like a TV show just because you've watched one episode of law and order doesn't mean it's an indictment on the whole series or anything. It's just, you just want that one episode of law and order or like if it's music, like you want, you're listening to one particular album of Metallica versus their whole catalog. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like I said, you know, the library is like, it's like twenty shows to choose from, and including my own because I want to hear how awful it sounds, or, <laughs> or what do I need to fix the next day? Like, quick, pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. So the podcast creation process. Okay. Um, I guess this is something I, since you and I are, we started around the same time. I kind of want to pick your brain on how you, how you create your, uh, the sh- how do you create your particular episodes? What is your process from creation to like idea to actual podcast creation? Okay, for me that's pretty straightforward because my shows have a very similar format from from episode to episode. It just the topics are different. You know, I'll have like, you know, people that listen to this to to my show. We'll hear like the beginning, there's, you know, there's a little theme. You'll hear my voiceover guy, Mr. Bruce Goldberg, introduce me. And then I will babble on and say something silly. And, you know, then talk a little bit about our guest. And then we have the interview. 
And then after that, there's usually uh, what I call Sherpa suggestions, which are recommendations that are similar to, you know, what the topic that we were dealing with that week. Oh, actually, we call it theme week and we have the little theme week song. <laughs> and then after that, just kind of like a winding down to, you know, thanking people. So I kind of stick to that. You know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm very regimented in real life too. So <laughs> it shows in the podcast. Okay. Okay. So see now, now we've got somewhere we've got, we've got the toe in the door. Now we got to open up the door a little bit. How is it that you're so regimented? How are you regimented in your daily life? That oh my gosh! I, my, <laughs> I should drag my wife in here. She she can probably tell you more stories about me. It's just yet yeah, certain things get done on certain days. Uh, when we do laundry, I have to have all black hangers, and they're all hanging. The, the clothes have to face the same way. Wow! <laughs> I you know. <laughs> wow! Is is there is there any military background? No, believe it or not. <laughs> it's just me being weird. Okay. Okay. That's okay. You said black hangers all facing the same way. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. When we go do our wash, if she hangs up her clothes on one of my black hangers, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay. I mean, you're very, we'll just say you're very particular. You're very particular. <laughs> well, that's a very polite way of putting that. I, th- I appreciate that, Chris. I'm, I'm all about being politically correct here on this channel. So, uh, <laughs> yes, particular is the way we're going to play it. Okay. Okay. So I could tell you a little story, actually. Yeah, far away. You know, I had a fight with Facebook. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) You had a fight with Facebook for what? What happened? Well, uh, as you know, uh, you have a Facebook page, too, also, right? Personal and uh, quote-unquote podcast, yes. Okay, right. And and I uh, I have my personal one and one for the podcast. So when I started doing the other podcasts... I didn't want the Facebook page just to say too many podcasts on it. Okay. Because then, you know, people would know, you know, my big word is Sherpolution. You know, Viva la Sherpolution. That's our big, you know, catchphrase. So people know, you know, this is. So I changed all of my social media handles because they were all slightly different. I said, let me make them all the same. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to, you know, when you're talking on your show, say, hey, follow me at Sherpolution. Wherever, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I'm there. Right. So. Facebook would not let me change it from too many podcasts to share pollution. They were like, well, you're probably in violation of the rules. And I look at the rules and I'm not in any sort of violation of anything. Now, here's the ironic part, Chris. Okay. When you post things, as you well know, Facebook will say, would you like to boost this post for $15 so you can reach 10,000 people? You know how annoying that is. That is so, (laughs) oh my God. I get, I get notifications on my phone. I want to scream to the high heavens about that, but go ahead. <laughs> so they wanted me to spend money to boost a post that said I was changing the name of the page to Share Pollution, and they weren't going to let me change it to Share Pollution. <laughs> that's that's despicable. I I would I oh my god. <sighs> but you know how I fixed that though. You just created another page. Well, no, I wrote them back and I said I want to speak to Putin. <laughs> And sure enough, the next day I got an email. Hey, we changed the name of your Facebook page, comrade. Wow. Wow. That's all it takes? <laughs> Just a, a call. <laughs> That's all it takes. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, I remember you speaking about, you said you have a, th- a, a podcast, a subheading under the one that you've already started. Right. 
you're speaking to celebrities and former celebrities, I guess, of yesteryear? Well, now, some of them are still uh, very, very active, actually. Uh, one of the gentlemen I spoke to, Patrick, is an actor who's doing a movie called Chance and Circumstance. He's funding a movie, and it's like a Western with like a modern theme to it, even though it's a, oh, even though it takes place after the Civil War during the Reconstruction. I talked to another guy named Michael Mueller who's producing a movie called The E-Listers, and it's going to be on Amazon, and it's about uh, movie extras. I did see the preview for that. So, the, yeah. yeah. So I guess my transition, as clumsily as it was uh, spoken, is uh, do you have any favorite actors and actresses that you've gr- grown up with or currently like today? Hmm. A movie or TV or it doesn't really matter or? It doesn't really matter. I mean, since most of the Hollywood actors now are on TV, so <laughs> it, it, it's all crossed over. <laughs> the ones that I grew up with are now doing commercials for reverse mortgages anyway. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that too. Or, or those chairs that take people upstairs. <laughs> that's, that's right. Do you remember me? I could jump over five horses when I was 25. <laughs> now I go really slowly up the steps. Basically. Basically. <laughs> So did, did I stall enough while I'm thinking of an answer? Yes, you did. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I'm pretty effective at that. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a fine art, you know. Gotcha. Um, wow. I guess I always enjoyed Harrison Ford. Very versatile actor. It wasn't just him as Han Solo. It was him as, you know, Indiana Jones and even in Witness mm. and, and even as Jack Ryan as well. You know, he, he definitely like I like actors with like a lot of range. Uh what else? I'm trying to think. I like a lot of like the the Mel Brooks movies, the earliest stuff like you know, Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles. It's very interesting that you mentioned Mel Brooks because I get a very Mel Brooks vibe while talking to you. So I I can see I can see the influence of Mel in your life. I can I, it's spot on, spot on. <laughs> I think between Mel Brooks. Uh, and Odd Couple and Bugs Bunny references, and basically you have me down to a T. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can see it. Because then I'm thinking, in my head, I'm also thinking that you probably, if you were, I guess in those circles, you could probably do voiceovers. You could probably, you know, be the voice of a, of a cartoon character of some, si- of some sort. And I'm like, yeah, this... Mel Brooks cartoon character. I got it. I got it. It, it. it it fits you perfectly. That is so funny that you bring that up, Chris. When, when I was in high school, I did like plays involved with the drama club and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they really didn't do too much to promote the plays sometimes. So what I would do is I would ask the people in the, the principal's office, you know, when they do like the morning Pledge of Allegiance and stuff like that. Right. So I would promote the plays that we were doing and I would do like a cartoon voice or... Like the Three Stooges or something like that. You know, people were like, what are you doing? People would stand outside the principal's office and be like, this guy is nuts. Did you get voted um, funniest at your high school? When you- I was I was voted most talented, believe it or not. Okay, okay, okay. I got, I got most humorous at my high school when I graduated. So I, I, can, I can see the comedic timing. So I, they, they must have given you your... Uh, well, you said you did dramas and school plays. Like, did you, you did the full range. You did Shakespeare. You did musicals. You did all that stuff, or you just did? Just... Uh, 
nothing too heavy, no Shakespearean or anything like that. Uh, I, I guess I could sing, but I really wasn't big on in musical leads. I liked the comedies. I was partial to that. I, I was Oscar in The Odd Couple. I was Father Drobny in Don't Drink the Water. Okay. So now, now that I'm getting a... Okay. So favorite comedies. Let's let's transition to that. Your Your favorite comedic films and or TV shows. Okay. Uh, that's a little bit easier. Like I said, the, the Mel Brooks movies. Yeah. You know, if you could just, you just rattle off Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, uh, History of the World Part One, Spaceballs. The TV show that I loved, which I, I guess it was ahead of its time, was a show called Police Squad. And it was The Naked Gun, essentially, with L- Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. With Jokes Mile a Minute. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I would just sit there and I would be crying watching the show. And it never, they, I think they only did like eight episodes and, and it was done. And I said, it probably what just was ahead of its time. You know, people people weren't ready to have to think that hard, I guess, on like to get all the humor. Yeah, like, like slapsticks like that, especially with the Naked Gun films, those, the jokes hit so fast. Because most people are busy laughing at one joke. And their eyes are closed, and they're you know they're leaning back, roaring with laughter. They're missing two or three jokes, the, like the follow-ups. Like you just have to, you just have to keep your eyes open and just stick with it because they're, they're right. just going to keep them coming. Yeah, and and you even have the psych gags too. Even like with the Simpsons, you know, if you blink, there, there are at least three psych gags in like a span of twenty seconds on the Simpsons that, you know, you'd have to play the slow motion to say, oh look at what it says in the background. Yeah, and- yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, that's <laughs> yeah, because with the Simpsons, I would always watch the signs. Like there's always like a poster up, there's you know, um, or like those scenes where it'd be a transition from one sequence to another, and it'd be like a a signage on like the church, or it'd be a it'd be a pun or something funny, or there'd be a sign on uh, Apu's um, store, like a, a garage sale sign. Every everything was a joke. Same thing with Futurama. Same thing happened there. Absolutely. Well, yeah. All all Matt Groening, all his uh, all of his brilliance. Yeah. So and to do that for over thirty years—that's unbelievable. He must—he must have a well of jokes that just never runs dry. Yeah, and they make those shows like I think six to eight months in advance before they before they actually air. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah, but I guess you know if you do like the first <laughs> the first ten years, like well, I think we got this down for now. True. They might. It might just be a process for them now, where it's just like, okay, plug joke X into equation B, and then just you know let it run its course. But yeah. it still, there are times when it still feels fresh. Like there was, I forgot. A lot of people have said that The Simpsons has gone downhill after you know season whatever. I I haven't watched The Simpsons in a minute, but I've there was one particular episode that I watched that was. I felt it, it was very current. I think it was maybe a year or so ago. It was very it, a lot of the topics were very current. It was very sharp. It almost it almost felt satirical to the level of something like South Park or something you know with a more of a sharper edge than The Simpsons usually has. But for some reason, this one cut like a knife, and I I was laughing the whole time. Like they, it it had so many things that I caught. I was like, oh okay, The Simpsons is getting they're getting up there with the edge now. Okay, I like this. I like this. And then I never watched again, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, like I said, there's especially after several hundred episodes, you know, they're not all going to be gems. So, yeah. you know, you take what you can get. That's true. That's true. And they're going to do like 32 seasons or something like that, I think. They That has to get some sort of, they have to give that guy some sort of lifetime achievement award when it's all said and done. 
just for the because <laughs> he's of worked time. for a lifetime on it. Yeah, yeah, and he's. I mean, it was it was a show that was like a throwaway, right? Wasn't it was almost canceled? It was on the Tracy Ullman show, right? Got can that show got canceled, and it somehow spun off into its own TV show. And uh, it was on it was on you know baby deer legs in the first couple seasons, but then it hung on and kept going. Yeah, and it's funny because if you look at the first couple of seasons, as opposed to it now, it, it's a lot less polished. The, the animation is very different. Homer sounds more like uh, Walter Matthau, which I think Dan Castellaneta originally started with, oh boy, what are you bothering me for? Yeah. And he doesn't really talk like that anymore. He's like, Marge, where is that toilet paper? Don't! You know. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I have a cough, so I, my cartoon voices aren't too good. Don't today. worry about Sorry. it. No, nobody, nobody's judging. Nobody's <laughs> judging here. here. Um, let's see. Um, here's, here's another one of those awkward transitions that we talked about before. Okay. Wait, wait. Awkward transition. There you, know, you go. I might want to keep that. Thank, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I might use that for future reference. Um, so, I know in this podcast space, it may it feels equally large and small. Has there been a moment where you might have been listening to a podcast, and you've seen that someone is interviewing a guest that you may have talked to already? What is that moment like as you're listening to that podcast? comparing it to your own that you might have done with that person as well. Okay. Well, that's so funny that you should mention that because we have both had the same guest in uh, Casey Gonzalez. Yes. And, you know, we were just saying like what a talent he is because he's, he's a chef, he's in a band and he's got a podcast. I think we should just team up and kill him or something like that. Maybe that might be (laughs) the podcast wars. That's right. Let's, let's make stuff up about Casey. (laughs) Yeah, his his cooking's mediocre, not great. No, I'm kidding. He doesn't know how to make soup. <laughs> he uses instant soup. That's what he's, he's a fraud. Well, no, you know, I guess because everybody's show is a little different, you know, especially when you're being yourself, you know, and we're not trying to be somebody else. Probably the first three questions that you think to ask him are different from the first three questions that I asked him, like I talked to him mostly a lot about cooking and stuff where you really got to know Casey, the man, you know, like, he, you know, we talked about his life with his grandmother and, you know, being in the Philippines and, yeah. you know, and, and, and coming here. So, you know, same guy, but, you know, you get a broader spectrum of him. That's true. That's true. But yeah, but I sometimes I, like you said, you know, I could hear a question that maybe you would have asked him and said, oh, I, I could have asked him that one. <laughs> Yeah, but I've I've had that feeling sometimes, or or maybe I see that sometimes with certain guests. It's like, oh man, I could have had that question, or I should have. That's a good question. Or I should have done. Oh man, you know that sort of thing. So I I, I understand that feeling. That's that's why I asked. I, I just want to know if you felt it the same way that I felt it, depending on the guest. Yeah, and and like you said, sometimes even the guest may react differently to you than than to me too. You know, there there may be things where let's say uh, for argument's sake, he might be closer to your age where there are things that you guys would click on mm. where he might refer, make a reference to me. And I'm like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's more so about perspective. Like it's just sort of like the microscope, how close it is or how far it is away from the subject, so to speak. 
Absolutely. That's that's that's, that's a nice. <laughs> that's a nice way to put it, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> another question about your process for being the Sherpa. The dive. How how deep a dive do you do for each guest before you talk to them? Sometimes it depends on the person, I guess. You know, um, I spoke to a model who's been in Playboy five times. So, you know, she wanted to know everything that I was going to ask her. You know, and I, I looked on things online. There were, you know, she had done interviews with like Maxim Magazine and stuff like that. So I could kind of gather some information. So I knew how to kind of cater my questions to her when I got to talk to her. Where like, as a, you know, talking to like a podcast host, it might be a little bit different. Like I would just check out their show. Like you said, you get a feel for, for the way that the person is, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm, I'm just writing a note to myself about ask Jim. Very important question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was funny. Uh, I try not to re- repeat my themes from week to week. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. And a while back, uh, I had gotten an email from someone who said, oh, you know, I think you might like to interview these people. And they do a paranormal podcast. And I had just done a paranormal podcast interview with a lady from New Zealand named Marianne called Walking the Shadowlands. And it's a good show. It's And she's in New Zealand. A lot of it's very New Zealand themed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, I don't know. And I checked out their show and I fell in love with it. It's called Odd Tonic. Okay. And it's uh, Maxwell and Jennifer and and I told them, you know, when I got before we even started talking, I said, I love your show because they do it like YouTube. Also, they have like this Victorian parlor on the YouTube channel. They dress like you're walking in like a haunted house or something like that. They, they have this kind of like, oh, so you want to hear a scary story? We've got one for you, you know, and the way their delivery is perfect. They both have like a background in theater and, and, and acting and and movies. So they know how to, you know, call that. And parlay it into like a really incredible podcast. Okay, they've had the um, there's a term for it in movies, but they set the stage, so to speak. They absolutely, they have, yeah. They they create the atmosphere. Yeah, that's what it is. That's that's kind of clever. That's clever. The YouTube thing allows them to do it more so, but I think if they even did it just for the audio side, that'd be amazing. Yeah, because then when you go do live shows, because apparently that's the new wave of podcasting is to do it live. They would they would be a hit live. Oh, definitely. They'd be a hit live. I I know on I think on their Facebook pages they sh- they show some appearances that they've made on like some local news channels around like Halloween because they you know yeah they they love Halloween. That's their, that's their time <laughs> to flourish. October is their month. Oh yeah. So what is your ultimate goal for uh, as the Sherpa, Jim? Oh, that's that's a great question. Yeah. Um, I became the Sherpa because I felt, you know, when I do these shows, I'm kind of guiding people, especially ones who are new to podcasts. Like, because I always wondered, well, where do you start? Where's a good place to start and kind of get suggestions? So that's where kind of the Sherpa, the Sherpa suggestion came. And, you know, make people comfortable with, you know, like, look at all the choices that you have out here. And here are some of the people who do a good job. So now you get to know them a little bit. You get an idea, you know what their show is going to be like. And even like sometimes the suggestions are even different from their show, just so they have like a wider network to choose from. 
So that's that's why it's the Sherpa. You know, I am kind of guiding people through podcasts. You know, I like to try and keep things nice and simple because I know if you tell people to do too much, they, you know, they, they get bored with you and say, okay, no, we're, we're done here. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Yeah, people tend to shut down when you give them too many choices. Right. Because even when I was adding the other shows, I, I said, you know, it's all going to be on one site. So you don't have to do anything. You don't have to subscribe to anything. You don't have to follow another page. It's all right here for you. So you 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 want to be the guy that they come to for people that are stepping into the podcast space, right? You, you want you want to be like the guys, like okay, hey guys, come to me. What are you looking for? You looking for true crime? Go down aisle five. <laughs> you want uh, you want uh, cooking manuals aisle one, et cetera, et cetera. Like that, that's that's your that's what you want to be. That's right. I am the Walmart greeter of podcastia. <laughs> If you find a graphic artist who can set that up for you, that would be <laughs> ideal, definitely. Or I, I mean, I do these, some of these interviews on on video. Maybe I, if I just had the blue vest, I would be happy with that too. Then you'd be setting the scene like the Victorian types. So you would say, "I'm the Walmart greeter." You have the blue vest. Your name. See, look, at, we're already brainstorming. Look at you. We're, we're already getting you merch. We got we got a merch idea with the blue vest. And and the uh, name tag that they can just set up themselves. We can do little announcements like clean up in the true crime aisle. Exactly. Uh, we oh, we have pod fade in the true crime aisle. We got we got to restock it because some people have quit. Now, so after this is done, I'll just have my lawyer send you a couple things, just a couple sheets of paper that you just have to sign, so we can share profits. No of course. Big, no big deals. No big deal. Well, you know who my lawyer is, Dirty Louie. <laughs> Does he have a crowbar uh, instead of a, a pen to sign things with? Well, it's alleged. We'll just say that. Gotcha. Speaking of podcasts. Yes. We we ran a quick experiment on yes. your episode uh, about podcasts that you want to be featured on. I said my choice, which was Joe Rogan, um, but I, with, a, with a twist of wanting to talk to Samuel L. Jackson as my ultimate choice. We've held them in suspense for so long. What is the podcast that you want to be featured on in the big podcast space? Okay. Well, see, I don't know if there's any specific uh, podcast that I'd like to be on. You know, like I say, this is this is the podcast interview debut. So I'm still kind of getting my feet wet. I, I still think I'm kind of boring. So <laughs> and I might be putting your listeners to sleep at this point. Stop. And so I figured, you know, I have the title for this episode if you'd like to use it. Okay. And like I said, this will be a great experiment. We're going to call this the least listened to episode with Jim the Podcast Sherpa. Least listened to episode. <laughs> okay, we can try this so, out. I wonder if it, like if that will pique people's curiosity. Like we were saying in my episode, we can give this away, I guess, that two of my best, most listened to episodes had celebrities' names in them, and it wasn't. You know, it was just by what my guests were telling me. One of them had mentioned that he'd like to be on the Joe Rogan show. The other one said he'd like to talk to Howard Stern. So I just put them in the titles and they were like my most popular shows. You know, and these are podcasters who have a good audience too, but it was just funny that it kind of worked out that way. So I figure if we do this experiment and, you know, both of our episodes kill <laughs> and we get big numbers, then maybe there's something to it. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this thing goes. Um, it depends on how how much of a push 
do you normally do on social media? Because I feel for me, that's usually my weakest, that's my weakest attribute of this whole podcasting thing. Uh, so how, how often or how active are you on the social media space? Okay. Um, usually if like, like tonight I will probably, I do my, a lot of my communication through Facebook on, on like the day to day stuff. But when I promote stuff, uh, there's an app called Later. They're not a sponsor or anything like that. Later, you're welcome. And you can actually set up your posts and schedule them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I would say, you know, hey, I was was talking to Christopher Carter today, and you can catch this episode on this date. You know, and then there would be like a picture of your show so people know what it looks like. So, Okay, so you're working smarter, not harder. (laughs) it's definitely been a big help because I noticed that like my Twitter game and my Instagram game were terrible. And (laughs) I mean, at least you're honest with your audit. I got you. But let me see last April I had seriously, no, no, I'm sorry. By August I had one Twitter follower (laughs) and it's grown since then because there were other podcasters who were kind of checking it out and, a lot of back and forth, and and it grew a lot. You know, it grew quite a bit. It's still not tremendous. I'm still working on getting bigger followers, you know, across the board. But it was funny how it just, you know, you just take your time with it. That's good advice. I, I talked to. I'll give you a piece of advice uh, that I got from a guy named John Capos, who was a guest of mine. And John owns a business in Australia. He's a chocolatier, a third generation chocolatier in Sydney, Australia. It's very popular. And uh, he's on his talk with Johnny. He's supposed to be coming out with a podcast eventually. And we were talking, that was the theme of the show about uh, expanding your social media presence. And he said, you know what? Everybody starts with zero. He said, what you do with it from there, just worry about that one person that you're getting through to. He says, do you want 100 people who could, you know, who are kind of blasé towards you? Or do you want 10 people who are going to say, I'm looking forward to his next show? There are times when you need to be reminded of that as a content creator where, <laughs> you know, focus on those who are giving you a response instead of chasing down the masses who may not be as interested. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, when he said that, I kind of stopped in my tracks and I said, I never gave it that perspective. And I was like, but that makes so much sense. I mean, it's just, you know, sometimes the obvious answer is right in front of you. What they go, Occam's razor, right? Yeah. The, the obvious yeah. answer is the solution. Yeah, perspective is one of the pillars of uh, my platform. So, yeah, that's a very good perspective. Chase the 10, not the 100. That's right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The least listened to episode. Okay, we can give that we can give that title a run. Definitely. Uh it it will pro- it'll probably people will be like, "Why did you even name it that?" but they'll understand after they listen. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. This is the point in the in the interview where they go, oh. Yeah. That's, oh, it, that's the, like in the movies where they actually drop the name of the title at some point throughout the film. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this, that was a red header, the red herring, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the real killer is uh, Colonel Mustard with the <laughs> candlestick. Okay. So I think I am... We're we're uh, done here. Well, at least I'm I'm all out of uh, topics to question you about. You you do a specific, uh, I don't want to call it a. You do a segment on your podcast. 
mm-hmm. called Shameless Self Promotion. SSP. So I'm going to borrow that. Uh, I'm going to call it uh, Not So Shameless Self Promotion. And I'm going <laughs> to. We're going to. Because I'm not so shameless. Exactly. And I'm going <laughs> to let you uh, plug your various websites, locations, platforms that they can find you on. Okay. The floor is yours. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You just need to know one word, Sherpalution, S-H-E-R-P-A-L-U-T-I-O-N. If you use that word, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can find me. Also, have a website called, what else? Sherpalution.com. The cool thing about that is there's a page that has every episode that I've ever done. So if people want to check out the old episodes, and if they want to read the old Sherpa sheets, which are the show notes, as I call them, And also, I put Spotify playlists on them, too. So if they want to just kind of catch some tunes, they can do that as well. I did one for Valentine's Day called Sherpa Love. (laughs) So that means you're working on your new Sherpa Love for 2020. (laughs) That's right. All right. All right. Yeah. And also uh, on, like I said, there's too many many podcasts. And sometimes when it's entertainment related, it will be the Sherpa Screening Room. And on Thursdays, we have the Expert Factory, and that's going to be kind of like a mini-series, so it's not going to go as long as too many podcasts, because I think after a while, I will probably run out of things to say. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. So I, li- I like that playlist idea. I- I've always thought of ways to try and incorporate some of my musical tastes or interests into the podcast space somehow, but a playlist seemed like a good idea to do. Yeah, I mean, you can always provide people with a link, too, so they can just click on it and to say, this is something that I created. You know, I don't put my episodes of the podcast or anything like that. It's just just music. It's, it's Music is something that unites us all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've got some I've got some I got some choices. I like I like some uh, some wide variety of music. So maybe I can put together a little playlist and drop it as a something to listen to on you know various platforms. So that way I could get people to listen to that stuff too because I, I find ways I find ways to drop little bits of music in my uh, openers and closers mm-hmm. like um, some of the stuff that I'm interested in I, I tr- you know I cut it up and you know drop sprinkles of stuff in there but this may be an avenue to investigate going forward maybe you could call it something like from where I play my music because you don't sit at concerts that's true <laughs> from where you know what this guy you know what Jim I'm liking these ideas <laughs> from where I play my music this is great hey I had guests on who are engaged to be married I ended up giving them suggestions for their wedding <laughs> wow <laughs> that's good that's good stuff well, they're both science people he's a scientist and she is a science teacher and I said you know, why don't you put your wedding vows on like the periodic table of elements and they were like we like that idea <laughs> Instead of like a champagne toast, they could use the little test tubes. Yeah, that works. Or or like the beakers to drink That's out. Right. Did they play She Blinded Me with Science at their <laughs> at their wedding? I'm wondering if they're going to. They're a little bit young, so they may or may not know the reference, but I, I, I put it in my show notes when after they were on the show. Okay. I like yeah, that. that one is called Just Nah Science, by the way. Okay. All right, Jim. I uh, would like to thank you for being a guest on today's show. Um, it's it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. 
And thank you for my debut. You made it very painless, my friend. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll send you some Tylenol just in case there's some pain afterwards. Um, <laughs> okay. And I'll work on the Joe Rogan title. Yes, please do. Um, <laughs> hold on one second. Oh, my ride is here. <laughs> Let me pause. All right. Uh, thank you, Jim, for being on today's show. Uh, Chris, thank you very much for having me. You've made my podcast debut as a guest very painless. I appreciate that. Not a problem. I will send you two leaves uh, in the mail. Just if there's any flare up of pain, just take those and you'll be fine. <laughs> take two and, uh, and and two podcasts and call you in the morning. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Two. Uh, maybe we can we can look for a pain relief podcast. Uh, take That's two right. of those and then you'll be fine. Oh, they'll probably you know, be sponsored. We'll- they'll be sponsored by a leave. <laughs> or you know what? Maybe Casey Gonzalez can cure that too, because you know he can do so much. That is true. That is we true. love Casey. Yeah, he can. Uh, he can cook you a, a soup out of his instant packet. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Just playing, no shots fired. He's he's a a friend to both of our shows. Absolutely, we we love the guy. Yes. So let's kidnap him. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to go to Jersey. That's a, that's a hell of a trip. Yeah, that's true. In the traffic, you know, eh. and the tolls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're good. All right, Casey, you you get to skate this time. Yeah. Well, maybe if we get him to take the path train to us, that's how it works. We'll That'll meet, do it. We'll meet him in Manhattan. Take him from there. We can find his top secret restaurant. Mm, valid point. Valid point. <laughs> valid point. He's gonna be like, "What were you guys talking about me on this podcast?" <laughs> I don't know. It just happened. It just worked out that way, Casey. That's right. <laughs> Okay, so um, I will uh, bid you adieu, and I will let you have a good night. Thank you, Chris. Was a pleasure. Same to you. Twas a pleasure. Thanks, and everybody check this show out from where I sit. But not too much because it's supposed to be the least listened to episode of all time. That's right, and they'll find out why eventually. Exactly. Um, and we are clear. Clear.